Well, I wonder, do you believe um, that God answers prayers? Good, Faye does. Brilliant. <laughs> um, at St Luke's in this last month, I can think of a, a couple of big answers to prayer. Um, Leo alluded to one already in her prayers um, by saying thanks. So we, we, we ended the year, we were about £11,000 in debt as a church, and um, miraculously and amazingly God answered our prayers, and that money has come through. And um, we've now cleared our debts for, for last year. There's still challenges ahead, but one year at a time. It's fantastic. Um, so that's a great answer to prayer. Um, then you may remember a few weeks ago we had a baptism service here. Um, we had about 200 people at the service, or 220 people. Um, and one of the children baptised was a, a baby called Teddy. It's a, quite a newborn baby. And um, we actually prayed for him after the baptism because um, there were problems with his skull. And they, they thought they'd probably need to do um, an operation um, on his skull um, sometime in the next couple of months. I had an email this week from the mother um, saying it's a miracle. He went to see the doctors today and he no longer needs to have an operation. So again, another fantastic answer um, to prayer. Do you believe God answers prayers? Yes, I hope you do. Um, and in this passage today, as we look at um, this story, which is uh, you know, three and a half thousand years old or thereabouts, um, events that happen then, you think, well, what's it going to do with us? Well, it teaches us about prayer. These, God, these words are put here, this, this history is put here to remind us and show us that God acts in prayer. Uh, and although this passage is about a battle, there's not much about the, the battle activity, there's not much about the, the, the strategy and, and how Joshua won the battle, that the focus is on what's happening on top of the hill. And what's happening on top of the hill is that Moses is praying. So what can we learn about prayer? Three things. Um, the first thing is um, this. That prayer helps us on the front line. Prayer helps us on the front line. There is Joshua fighting the battle, fighting with the Amalekites. A hard battle to win. Israel are vulnerable. They're, they're in the wilderness. They're not an army. They're just a people wandering, a bunch of people wandering about. And yet the Amalekites come, maybe to steal the water they've um, now miraculously got, maybe to, to steal all their goods, maybe to run off with their, uh, their flocks and women, whatever. Um, the Amalekites come to attack them. It's quite a horrible thing to do. And Joshua has to go out, pick some chosen men, and fight this battle. And yet, as Joshua fights the battle on the front line, Moses and Aaron and Hur are on the top of the hill, and they're praying to God. And when they pray, when the arms are raised, the battle is being won. When the arms go down, the battle is being lost. What is God teaching Israel at this point? He's teaching them they need to call on God if they're to have success in their front lines. They need prayer to give them the victory. And today we're not fighting battles, but we do have front lines in our lives. Um, this um, year um, at St Luke's, we're, we're thinking about front lines. I'll talk about that a bit more later on. But what we mean by that is not when you're in church, because in church, amongst other Christians, life can feel quite comfortable and cosy. Okay, sometimes like other Christians can be a bit of a pain, but, but generally it's, it's, it's a good place to be. We can find support. We can feel spiritually uplifted and everything else. But what about the rest of the week? What about Monday to Saturday? That's our front lines. How can we be um, supported and encouraged there? And one of the answers is we need prayer. We need God to be helping us through those struggles, through those difficulties. When, when we find um, that um, work is tough, when we find we're struggling with our health, when we find um, problems in our families, um, when we fall out with friends, we need God's help. We need people to be praying for us. And so one of our aims, um, and, and Peter, sorry, this, a verse from Peter. Peter says, and actually the, the song we sang is based on this, isn't it? 
Cast all your anxiety on him, on God, because he cares for you. As we think about the struggles we have in our front lines, as we worry about those issues, don't worry. Tell God. Get him to help you. Get him to support you. Um, we were, and so our theme, one of our themes this week, this year, is encouraging more prayer in the church and for the church. This, um, this week, um, some of us are running a youth group called Fusion on a Friday night. Um, we have 11, sort of year six or 10 year olds upwards. Uh, and the previous week had been probably one of the worst fusions we'd had. Um, literally, some of the walls came down. Um, you can ask me about that later on. But that wasn't actually one of the biggest problems, some, some of the problems with the behaviour of the children. And actually, as leaders as a whole, we, we were really feeling, you know, we need to do something drastic. We need, something needs to happen here to make this club viable, to make it workable. Um, and and we, we shared this with others, and we prayed quite hard about it in our leaders' meeting beforehand. Uh, and we had a wonderful text from someone, just as we were, we were praying, saying, I'm praying for you tonight. And this Friday, it wasn't perfect behaviour, but it was pretty much as you'd expect. A sort of good, fun evening, relaxed, most of the children behaving themselves and getting stuck in and enjoying it. People prayed. God answered us on our front lines in that situation. So are people praying for you on your front line? Have you got people that you can share with and say, look, this is one of my struggles at the moment. Can you pray for me? Can you help me in this situation? Um, I was talking to someone else this week who, um, I don't know I don't who mind me saying, actually, James, starting over there. James um, is keen on running marathons, you may know that. Um, and he's come out to his 100th marathon. Um, yeah, you might say mad. But, <laughs> but, but he's partly doing that because, um, actually, when he first became a Christian, it's because God healed him of, um, was it an ankle problem? Foot problem. Um, God miraculously healed him. And so he wants to use his 100th marathon as a way of communicating that, of sharing that the reason he's done all these marathons is a sign of, of what God does to help him and support him in that. And so as we're talking about that, it suddenly occurred to me, having thought about this passage, well, why not, as you share that with people, and you want that to have an impact on people, how's that going to happen? Well, one of the things you need to do is ask people to pray. And you get this group of people around you to pray that when you finish that 100th marathon and when you share the fact of what it's about, that that will have an impact and will influence people around to want to follow Christ as well. Um, maybe you want to go and volunteer to pray for James later on. Um, we need prayer to help us on our front lines. So secondly, the second thing we know is that prayer often is stronger with others. So one of the issues on the mountain, and Moses knew that when he raised his arms to pray, um, there was a victory when his arms came down, they were losing, um, but naturally his arms got weaker and weaker. And so he needed the support of Aaron and her to help hold his arms up to enable him to pray longer. Um, and Jesus says, um, for where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. In other words, Jesus encouraged us not just to pray by ourselves. Yes, we should pray by ourselves. We should sort of um, work with God. And we'll think a bit more about that next week as we look at Joshua praying. Uh, but actually, there's often a need to pray with others. We need the support of others. Now, one, one of the things that's often said at churches is that... Um, Church prayer meeting is the least well-attended meeting of all. Um, we had a prayer meeting yesterday. We had 10 people there, which is great. Um, um, some breakfast left over, and I probably ate too much as a result. But um, when we had a good prayer meeting, 
But you might think, well, is there going to be more people there? Okay, it's Saturday morning, it may be part of the issue, but often people don't like coming to prayer meetings. And I guess part of the reason for that is that you might come to a prayer meeting feel you've got to pray out loud. And some people find it quite difficult to pray out loud, particularly in bigger groups. But actually, when you think about what's happening on the mountain, Moses was doing the praying. He was the one who had to hold his hands up. But he still needed the support of the other two there, Aaron and her. They weren't necessarily doing the praying, but they were supporting him in the prayers. And actually, if one of the things that puts you off coming to a prayer meeting is the feeling that you have to pray out loud, then actually, no, you don't have to come and pray out loud. Actually, if you come along and you add your amen to the prayers that other people are praying, then you are supporting them, you're encouraging them. And, and sometimes it's hard to keep praying ourselves and keep going and keep going, but we have other people around us to help us and support us in that prayer. Even if they don't say anything, even if they just say amen at the end, then that's an encouragement to keep going and keep praying. God longs for us to gather together and um, to pray together. And how can we do that um, at St Luke's? Well, one way to do that is through growth teams. Um, these are our regular weekly groups um, that meet. They meet for just getting to know each other better. They meet for Bible study, following up what we do in the sermon. But also they meet to pray for each other. And a growth team has been a great place where you can sort of share what, what's going on in life, share the struggles in your front line. You can say, look, I'm having real problems with this guy at work, or um, my kids are playing havoc at home, or, or whatever it is that's causing you worries. You can share those things, and you can have other people there praying for you. And more than that, actually, maybe even more important than that, you can hear the struggles they're going through, and you can pray for them, whether out loud at a meeting or, or quietly later at home. Um, that, that gathering together is a great way of supporting each other. God doesn't call us to be lone ranger Christians. God calls us to gather together as Christians and support each other. I, I, so I would encourage you, if you're not part of a growth team, to think about, you know, can that be something you can join um, so you can support others and they can support you on a more personal level that, than can happen in a big meeting like this. It's, it's much easier to do that when there's sort of six to eight of you rather than 100 to 120 of you. Prayer is often stronger with others. And I remember personally when um, I was in my 20s, I was fortunate to be in, in a small group where we met for Bible study, but I also had some friends um, where we met together as, as a prayer triplet, where we'd meet um, every week or two uh, and we'd just gather together and pray for each other. Actually, the other two guys became vicars as well, but we're going to that. Um, one of them just became a canon. I'm not quite sure what that means, but there you go. <laughs> um, but actually, when I went through probably the hardest thing in my life, which is when my brother died, I couldn't pray myself because it was because of the grief. But I knew there were other people praying for me. And both in that small group, prayer triplet, in my small group, and in the wider church as well. And that was a great strength and a great comfort and a great help. We need one another to encourage us and strengthen us in prayer. And we need to pray in order for God to help us win the victory on the front line. But prayer by itself is not enough. Sometimes it is, like with baby Teddy. But often when we pray for people that are ill, we, we pray that the doctors will be successful in their surgery. But we pray for Joy Smithers, who's broken a leg and gone to hospital in King's College. Um, the doctors had to do the surgery on her leg to repair it. Uh, and so we pray, but the action is still needed. And often that's the case. God sometimes maybe calls you to particularly do things. There may be daunting things to do, but and you need prayer to support that, but you still need to actually go and do them. And Paul, in one of his letters, as he writes to the church in Ephesus, 
um, asks for prayer. He says this, pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me, so that I, may, I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. In other words, he's saying, look, um, Paul, as much as he went around sort of sharing the good news around the place, um, he knew that was his calling, he knew that's what God wanted him to do, but even so, he knew that he needed courage to do it. And how was he going to get the courage? Is to get support and the prayer from others. Just as Joshua was fighting on the front line um, against the Amalekites, and actually it says in verse 13, it's Joshua overcame the Amalekite army um, with the sword. It's, also, it's sort of saying, look, actually, yes, Joshua did the action, Joshua won the battle, but he needed the support of the prayer. Paul is saying, look, I'm doing this work, I'm trying to share the gospel, but I need your prayer support so I can have courage to carry on doing it. Uh, and this year, as we, we think about our front lines, as we think about gathering together as a church, but actually what we're doing day by day, week by week, um, in, in what you might call the real world, um, as we meet with people at work, as we meet with people in our families, as we meet people with groups and friends and social activities, as we go shopping, um, we need God's support, but we need to act as well. We need to live out our lives as Christians. We need to show God's love. And we need to share, when we cap the opportunity, the good news of the gospel. And so one of our themes this year as a church is to equip people for mission on their front lines. What we want to be about is we want people to gather on a Sunday to, to yes, to praise God, yes, to worship God, yes, to meet one another, um, but actually as well to be equipped for the rest of the week. Church shouldn't be just something you do one point a week. It should be something that encourages, supports you and enables you for the rest of the week as well. And a couple of encouragements recently for where seeing this in action. Um, one of them is to do with growth teams. Again, um, one of the growth teams um, had a number of people, a couple of people being quite ill within the growth team. And to hear how they're actually not just praying for each other, but offering practical support as well. So offering to take people for doctor's appointments or going to visit people um, in London when, they, when it's a long way to go, but they still want to show care and compassion. That's actively supporting and helping people. Again, growth teams can do that. Or, or one other thing that um, I was encouraged by this week, um, you, you will know that probably that over the last few weeks we've been doing a series on science and Christianity. Uh, and part of the point of that is to equip you as Christians to say, actually, if you get into a conversation about um, science with someone, people, there's often an objection, isn't it? Oh, Christianity is a load of rubbish because science has disproved it. Well, hopefully, having heard those sermons, you may feel better equipped to be able to respond to that in some way. Um, Andrew, who comes to our evening service and is church warden here, um, emailed me this week and says um, that he's a taxi driver, so he gets to talk to quite a lot of people, you know what taxi drivers are like. Um, uh, and he was talking to this guy so he doesn't believe in God because of science, and he was able to actually have a conversation with him about it, um, and a bit more of a, a detailed conversation because of what he'd been hearing over the last few weeks. And I had quite a good conversation with him and was able to share things and said really make him think about it in a fresh way. And then he even offered to pray for him at the end because he was on his way for an operation. It's encouraging that people are able to share on their front lines because of being equipped here in church. We need to pray. We need God's prayer if we're going to win the victory. But prayer doesn't replace action. We still need to show God's love. We need to still need to share the good news of the gospel. Let's pray as we finish.